Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Ozil is in here. Beautiful goal. Walcott. What a goal. It's been flicked in by Alexis Sanchez. A quality goal from the Gunners. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast for the week of Monday the 31st of October. I'm your host Russell Hargreaves. Coming up we're going to hear from Arsenal defender Carl Jenkinson as well as catching up with the former Gunners midfielder David Hillier who's our Arsenal insider. As ever the ever popular Adrian Clark is back at the chalkboard and we kick off with a weekend review. Arsenal travelled to the Stadium of Light knowing that a win would take them back top of the Premier League for a couple of hours at least. And it was Alexis who put the Gunners on their way. Oxlade-Chamberlain looks to take on the Sunderland defence. Whips in the cross. The header from Alexis goes in. Brilliant goal from Arsenal. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain with a delivery from the right-hand side. The burst of pace to beat the defender. And Alexis bullets into the corner. Arsenal lead by a goal to nil here, and you have to say it had been coming. Jermaine Defoe levelled the game on the hour mark, but Olivier Giroud emerged from the bench to fire a quick-fire double to give the Gunners some breathing space. Alexis, left-hand side, Kieran Gibbs, it's through towards Giroud! How about that for an impact? Olivier Giroud off the bench, on the score sheet, Arsenal back in front, brilliant finish from the Frenchman. Another corner then, Ursel to swing it in, and it's flicked on and in! And it's Olivier Giroud again! Well, Jordan Pickford seemed to mistime his jump there because Olivier Giroud has come across, flicked it up, and it looked like it was going to be a relatively routine save, but suddenly Pickford is jumping rather late and could only help it into the net. Giroud's obviously going to claim it. Arsenal have got a third, and the points surely are heading back down south here. The informal Alexis then scored his second of the afternoon to put the cherry on the victory, after which the boss spoke about his team's resolve when the game was locked at 1-1. And Sandy uh, will 1-1, and you think here we are, you know, we missed so many opportunities. And uh, then it was, do we feel sorry for ourselves, or do we bounce back and go again? And uh, that's why I'm very pleased. So, uh, overall, I think we combined a great performance with a great mental response as well when you were questioned. Arsene Wenger was also full of praise post-match for Olivier Giroud's return to the score sheet. He uh, was absolutely brilliant. He's such a great option to have on the bench, you know, when needed. And uh, 
for Bruno. I think uh, uh, you could see in training already that he was sharp this week. He's back to sharpness, Olivier. He's worked very hard like Aaron. Aaron is still a bit behind, but Olivier uh, is there now. The win was the perfect start to yet another double game week for Arsenal. And we'll talk to our Arsenal insider about all of that next. Let's hear from another Arsenal insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. So our Arsenal insider is none other than the former Gunners midfielder David Hillier, who I'm delighted to say joins me now. Hello, mate. How are you? Hi, Russ. Yeah, really good. Um, really enjoyed the results of late. So, yeah, happy. Yeah, boding very well at the moment, isn't it? Um, we'll talk about all of that in a moment, but we've got to get you on, first of all, to talk North London derbies with the weekend in mind. And I guess maybe, first of all, your favourite memory of one as a player, if we could. Oh, favourite memory has got to be when I came on as substitute. Um, Gazza playing for Tottenham and he nutmegged me straight away. But um, when he went to get the ball on the other side, I did get a tackle in. So uh, I was happy with that. But, uh, yeah, really... Good memories, even from when I was in the youth team, um, playing all the way through. It was a game to look forward to. Um, and always, probably the first fixture you look to see when it was, try and make yourself fit for it and um, look forward to it. Yeah, really, really good game. And then from perhaps a, a watching perspective, either as a fan or, or whatever, what would be another one? Probably, I guess, maybe after you, you hung up your boots with Arsenal that would spring to mind. Well, I was commentating a couple of years ago, I think Rizicki scored a fantastic goal. Um, the atmosphere at the Emirates was fantastic, you know. Um, and I think that feeling, when you're, when you're commentating or doing co-coms, you kind of all almost instantly relate to the player when something happens on the pitch and you put yourself back to when you was playing and um, you, you felt them feelings. But that goal that Rizicki scored, I, mean, I think the Ox made a little bit of a hash of a first touch. And Mazitsky um, whacked it into the far left-hand corner. Really good finish. So if I stood there to ask you your score prediction for this weekend, what would you say? Well, I think it's going to be tight at Tottenham against the Blues in the Premier season. So um, that's one we've got right over the car. But the way we're playing, we're scoring goals. I think it's, I think it's going to be a tight game, but I still think we're 2-1, 3-1 to Arsenal. Yeah. OK, that sounds like a fair shout to me, Dave. Um, now, let's go back onto something you said at the start of our chat, which is just Arsenal's really, really impressive form of late. Long unbeaten run, just the one draw. And apart from that, it's all been victories as well. What, what do you think's really clicked and changed since, say, the opening day against Liverpool? Yeah, well, I think that, that opening game, I was there doing the commentary, and it, it didn't feel like a 4-3 game to me. It felt much more of a 1-1, 2-2 sort of game. But unfortunately, Arsenal came out on the wrong end of it. But since then, like you said, two against Leicester, two against Middlesbrough, all the other results wins. You know, when you look at the table and the form table especially, Arsenal in a really, really good position. And one thing I've got to really ask you about is central midfield and the midfield area, which of course was your old position. Francis Coquelin is, is back from injury. He's always a key player. We've seen Xhaka suspended and coming back in the next week or so. Um, it's a really interesting position for me and such a vital one to get right and also get the balance of players right. Yeah, when I saw Sanitola with Elneny, I thought it may be a little bit defensive, you know, sort of they wouldn't have that flair. Against Middlesbrough, it didn't really work. We were probably missing a creative player in the midfield. When Ozil and Sanchez ain't firing, you maybe need a Sanitola. 
But then when they are firing, you can have El Nene, who's so efficient with the ball. You know, so many passes, so many touches, covers loads of ground. You've got Coquelin covering all the bases, defending the space in front of the forward, making good tackles. You know, we saw the weekend putting yourself in, you know, not dangerous positions, but positions that some players wouldn't. He was putting his head into people's feet. He was getting involved in tackles and that. So it's, it's really, a, I don't know, it's a bit of an enigma, really, who you play. You can you can play different players depending on who's going to play when in front. So it's, um, it's really a battle with Granit Xhaka. I think disappointing to see him get sent off for that tackle. Um, didn't think it deserved a red card, but unfortunately he's actually sit out now. He's got to work his way back into the side. Um, but I think Arsene Wenger's rotating the squad well. So it's all coming off really well. And I said, with Giroud coming back, Ramsey back at the weekend, squad's just looking stronger and stronger. And obviously Ramsey can play in that deep-lying role if necessary, or yeah. in, in the three... Uh, behind the striker, a bit like Cthulhu. But yeah, you've got Ramsey in there, Cthulhu that we talked about, who I think is key, and just adds that little bit of drive to that midfield, pushing forward as well, with the two very defensive players that we talked about, plus you throw in Jacker. I mean, that that's five quality names, isn't it? Oh, without a doubt. And two positions. So the manager's got a tough decision, and all managers say it, it's a tough one, but it's one I like to have. And um, I, I agree with that. Competition, it, it breeds sort of people to push on themselves to, to, to be more ambitious with their play. We've seen that with Theo this season. I think he's been much more ambitious. He's not played with health. He, he's played on the edge now. He's, he's been on the front foot. And you have to do that when someone's pushing you for your place. So com competition for places is, is what you want at a club. Let's finish, Dave, with a couple of words on Ludogorets this coming midweek. You talked about it briefly earlier, but Arsenal also well-positioned in Europe, got that all-important point in Paris to get things set up. And, and from there, again, trying to finish top of the Champions League group would be so, so helpful, wouldn't it? Oh, definitely. I think if they get a win, a good win against Ludogorets, um, Basel's not an easy place for um, PSG, or an easy team for PSG to play. So, you know, they're going to be finding it difficult. But um, I think Arsenal in pole position. You've got to say that a good win against the Greeks, it's all going to come down to that other game at the, at the end against PSG. And, you know, who finishes top? I think it's imperative to finish top so that we can maybe have a slightly easier game in, in, in the next round. Um, we've always been second, so we've played the top team, so that'll be nice. But it's, it's all set up very good. I think Ludogorets won't be as um, as open as they was when they came to the Emirates. They tried to play football, unfortunately, but they got a lesson. Uh, I think the same thing could happen this week. And just talking about squad depth and rotation again, we talked a fair bit about your old position, Dave, but across the board, one or two options of players to bring in and out for this one as well. Yeah, it's interesting how the manager's going to rotate the squad because you think it might be a slightly easier game. So you may afford to play one of the two fringe players. Um, yeah, it's, it's a difficult call because it's one you've still got to win. You, you can't put three or four youngsters out there and think, I'll have a couple on the bench to maybe save me. If they don't come on and save you and you've got a couple of points, it's, it's a big blow. So I think you're there on the side of caution and still play a very, very strong side. Well, it's a couple of huge games to come. And David Hilly, we appreciate your time on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast helping us uh, look ahead to another double match week. Thanks very much, Arsene. Enjoy it very much. And it's Adams, put through by Bold! Would you believe it?
Charlie George who can hit him. Oh, a three goal! It's up for grabs now! Thomas! Right at the end! On the 31st of October 1932, Gillespie Road Underground Station was renamed Arsenal Station after intense campaigning from the great Herbert Chapman. To many people's eyes, the tube map is London. Arsenal were the only team without a geographical reference in their name. And I think it was very important for the publicity of the club, Herb, Herbert Chapman being ahead of his time, to rename that and put Arsenal literally on the map, the tube map. But I've come on the tube today to Arsenal Tube Station, and that's Herbert Chapman, yeah. you know, even all these years. Yeah. Even though Arsenal would like to call it the Metro, um, <laughs> you know, it, it is Arsenal um, on, the, on the map. In, yeah. Quite literally on the map, and, and that visionary thinking. Well, if if it happened now, you'd say, Oh, well, yeah, well done. I thought of that. But in those times, mm. it must yeah. have been really Absolutely. out of left field. This is just another example of the way that Chapman's influence on the club, and indeed the game, is still felt today as thousands of fans make the journey to the station for every home game at Emirates Stadium. We'll have another history lesson next week, but now it's time to talk to Carl Jenkins. Carl Jenkinson returned to the Arsenal team for the first time in two seasons in the 2-0 victory against Reading in the EFL Cup last week. Here's Carl's conversation with the Arsenal Weekly podcast about his time on loan and then recovering from injury. So, since you've been back at Arsenal and you're away for a couple of years, what's been the biggest change, would you say? The There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Yeah, that you've noticed around the place since you've been back? Mm, good question. Um, I don't know, really. I think as a team, you know, that coming back, there's gen generally a lot of optimism about the, the team and the squad at the moment. Not that there wasn't a couple of years ago, but I think um, you can sense that there's really a, a strong belief within this squad and not just the squad, the, the staff and the, 
you know, everyone at the training ground that you come into every day, you can sense there's a, you know, a real belief that we can achieve things now, um, which is definitely very evident since I've been back, and it's um, it's it's good to see and feel that I think as a as a player. And how have you changed, would you say, over the past couple of years? It's probably difficult to notice any changes in yourself, but do you feel you've, you know, you're a couple of years older now, anything about you that's different either in your playing style or off the pitch? I've definitely grown up a lot um, in the last couple of years. I've, I like to think I've always been quite a mature lad, but, um, you know, just learning how to deal with, in, in everyday life, learning how to deal with certain situations and, and things like that, I feel like I've, I've matured a lot. And I think on the pitch, similarly, you know, I'm, I'm better at making decisions and, you know, it comes with experience. I played a lot of football over the last couple couple years for, for someone my age. I played 50-odd games in the Premier League, which was fantastic for me. And I think, um, you know, that, that experience is invaluable. So I just think, um, I think I've matured as a, as a player and a person. I think that's the main thing that I can take from, from the last couple of years. And one thing I wanted to ask you about your time at, on loan was when you went in goal against Leicester. Yeah. Last few minutes, kept the clean sheet, of course. Yeah, yeah. How, so how did that come about? Did you volunteer? Were you volunteered by someone else? No, not at all. And um, it was bizarre, really, but obviously no one else fancied it too much. And the, and the boss pulled me over and said, do you fancy going in goal? I went, well, what can you say? <laughs> so yeah, took the gloves and uh, fortunately I didn't have too much to do. I took a few goal kicks, got some cheers. So yeah, it was all round, it was a, it was a good laugh and uh, I didn't concede, so 100% clean, clean sheet record for me. So have you gone in goal much in training sessions or anything like that? Never, never, never. I used to, when I was a kid, I had a little go. I quite enjoyed playing in goal, it was good fun, but um, no, not not in recent years. I tend to stay out pitch, to be honest. So you're a bit nervous then when, when the manager said it? Or you... Not really. You, what have you got to lose as an outfield player? Yeah. Gan in goal, you, you're either a hero or if you let a goal in, you're an outfield player who's let a goal in, you know, no one's going to judge you. So, no, no pressure at all. I wish I had a couple more shots to deal with. It would have been a bit of fun, but um, no, it didn't, didn't turn out that way. Just finally then, on your rehab, as you said, you're very close now to the end, hopefully, and, and to making your comeback. Is this a difficult bit now where you, you can't push it too hard? You've done all that hard work and you're very keen to come back, but you've got to you know, be patient for a bit longer yet. Yes, for sure. And uh, obviously that's difficult sometimes. And I think I, you have to be patient with yourself as well, because in the first couple of weeks, you're still in that adjustment period where your body's getting used to doing certain things on a football pitch that it hasn't done for a long time. Um, so you can find yourself being a bit frustrated with yourself because your mind wants to do a certain thing and your, your body's not quite ready for it yet. But I can feel day by day that that's improving and um, you know I'm, I, I can feel yeah, that improvement every single day, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's just all about being a little bit patient with yourself, which is hard because uh, obviously I want to get out there as quick as I can and, and be playing as quick as I can. But you have to also be realistic. Um, eight months out injured is a long time and you have to take things a bit slowly and, and be sensible with it. The Chalkboard with Adrian Clark.
Well, Adrian Clark joins me for the chalkboard. Clarky, looking healthier now. I believe you were a bit peaky after last week's show. Yeah, it didn't go too well after we last spoke, but yeah, thankfully back on top form. I passed it on to everyone apart from you, I think. Thoughtful. Thank you very much for not doing that. Now, our question on the chalkboard, why have the performances away from home generated so many Arsenal goals? I think that's a really good question. It has to be said that the opponents maybe haven't been the strongest in recent weeks. I think we've, we've been to Watford, um, Sunderland, Burnley... Um, Hull game. And the Hull game. So it's not the, the toughest set of road trips you've ever seen, but in those games we've scored 12 goals, averaging three. So it is impressive. Right, why? The one thing I've noticed tactically is runners from deep. I think that has made a huge, huge difference. And I believe that using Alexis up top has, has provoked that within the group. He's the kind of centre forward that will roam, drop deep, and it needs midfield runners, it needs wide men to make those runs in beyond them. And I, I just think the opposition sides have found it really hard to cope with that. I think Burnley did it the best. But the other sides have found it really, really difficult. We've also started at a high tempo, and I think that makes a big difference as well. When this Arsenal team hit the ground running, move the ball quickly, and have those runs that pierce the gaps between full-backs and centre-halves, they're pretty hard to stop. So let's move on to this weekend. We've chatted about it a bit already, but loads more to ask you, Clarkie. First of all, a crucial three points up for grabs in the title race or a chance to inflict a mortal blow <laughs> on the old enemy? <laughs> Both. Uh, I, I, would always go, I would always go with a chance to inflict a mortal blow on the enemy, if I'm being perfectly honest. It, it's still a big game. It really is. There, there was a period, let's be honest, uh, during the first... Well, up until the last five years, really, where Arsenal were just on a different level to Spurs and it didn't feel like it mattered as much. But, but since the Harry Redknapp time and, and now since Pochettino came in, Spurs are a good side, let's be honest. They're, they're knocking on the door of top four. They have pushed us quite close in recent seasons. Um, not quite close enough, unfortunately, but or fortunately from our point of view. Um, but no, it, it, it's always lovely to beat them, but... Look, do I, do I see Spurs as our closest title rivals? I don't, if I'm being perfectly honest. I think City, Liverpool uh, will, will probably finish above Spurs, in my view. Chelsea and Spurs are around the same level. Um, I think they're in the hunt for top four again. They're very impressive. I, I, I think they're, they're a terrific side. Um, but, yeah, this is a very important derby. So, winless in five in all competitions heading in, four draws and mm. one loss. It's yeah. not a disastrous record, but no. it's been a good while since they beat City, which was their last week, weeks ago. Yeah, and, and that was an excellent performance. I think the way that they imposed themselves on City in that game was, was outstanding. And it shows what they're capable of, Tottenham. They are, they're so hard to beat, they, they, well, as, as their yeah. unbeaten record would suggest. But they're hard to score against. Um, what they do better than most teams in the division is they make life difficult for the opposition. They, they will stop you from playing your usual game. And, and they did that here in the North London derby um, earlier on last season, I think around this time. They, 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 are, they are awkward to play against Tottenham Hotspur, but they do also have many threats. Even though Harry Kane's not 100% fit, we don't know if he'll be back for this game. They do have goal threats as well as that solidity which makes them tough opponents. Arsenal are going to have to play 
very well to beat them in this match, no doubt about that. OK, so if I was going to ask you to select a key battle area, I know oh. there's probably three or four, <laughs> but you can give me a couple if you want and then pick your one. Well, so many. Um, it'd be interesting to see who Arsene Wenger goes with at fullback, with Gibbs and Monreal. I think Gibbs did really well at Sunderland and Monreal's had a dip. And I'm thinking about Kyle Walker. He, in my view, has been one of their best players this season and he will par forward, even though they're away from home. So I think whoever's on that side of the pitch will have to deal with the runs of Walker, which which will be a menace. That wouldn't be the key, Joe. I mean, there's so many. Um, they're very strong in central midfield. They've got that power with Wanyama and Dembele. That brick wall in front of the centre-halves is, is important to them. Dyer can play there if needed. Yeah, I don't think he will in this well. game. But, yeah, yeah I th so I think how Ozil fares against those guys is important. But probably from a defensive point of view, I'm a little bit worried about the runs of Deli Alley. He, he times them excellently. And once he gets in the area, he has the ability to finish one touch. And if Spurs are going to play on the counter, which I think they will at times, we have to track Deli Alley's runs in the box. And that means that Francis Coquelin has to go with him and he also has to know when to pass him on to a centre-half. So Coquelin v Deli Alley, from a defensive point of view, is the big match-up for me. And Adrian, to conclude this section, as ever, how do you beat Spurs? <laughs> how do you beat Spurs? Um, I would say it's all about us imposing our game on Tottenham. Do not let them affect our style of play. And that means starting fast, putting them on the back foot and asking questions of them. If we can do that and move the ball one and two touch around them, around their press, we'll be just fine. Clarky, thank you very much indeed. You can hear plenty more from Adrian as part of our commentary team for that Spurs game and then, of course, reviewing it all on the breakdown afterwards. But hang on. Peering through the gloom, I see a figure in the distance, Adrian. <laughs> Holding a Halloween lantern, a pumpkin, a witch's costume. It's <laughs> Liam Roberts, the Arsenal Weekly. Wow, you've embraced <laughs> Halloween, haven't you, Liam? Trick or treat, lads. Trick or treat. Trick. Well, it's going to be a horror show for one of you. I, um, I think we know who it might be. But, um, oh, no. Adrian already knows the results. Yeah, I do. Russ I doesn't, don't. but based on this introduction, I think you know what's coming. So last week I asked you total shots over the two games against Reading and Sunderland. Adrian, you said... 36. Russ, you said... 40-ish, didn't I? It did indeed. Yeah. It was actually 41. Oh, so oh, oh, You're oh, on fire, aren't you? I played it fairly by your rules as well. I know. Yeah. I know. Look, no arguments. You, you just, you're just in a rich vein of form. It's going it's to be over by Christmas. Like, <laughs> Let's hope not. It's going to be over Christmas. 10-3 uh, now. Oh, that right. been the scope of it being a double-bubble counter after the previous Yeah, week. I rejected the chance for Why a double-bubble, didn't I? Why yeah, is... right, come on then, what's this week? OK, so we're going to do a similar thing. We're going to do two games this week, Ludogrets and Tottenham. I want to know the aggregate score. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's me first, mm. isn't it? It is, yeah. Well, I think Arsenal will beat Spurs 2-1, and I think they will beat Ludogorets. 2-0. So I'm going to say 4-1 Arsenal. 4-1. Mm. Right, I think it's going to be a little bit... Well, I think we're going to have a very tight North London derby. Um, yeah, I think probably beat them 1-0. Um, Ludogrets... What did you go? 4-1? 4-1 overall, yeah. 2-0 in that one. 3-1. 3-1 overall. 3-1 overall, okay. Yeah, 3-1 overall. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going... to get upset when I picked one difference. <laughs> wow, knees must. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you need a three point, so we'll see that. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thank you very much.
that's just about full time on another edition of the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Our thanks to Carl Jenkinson, David Hillier, and of course to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, leaving us a five-star review in the process clearly so that you never miss another episode. You can catch us on Acast these days as well. We're back on Monday, the 7th of November. Until then, it's bye for now. And come on, you gunners. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.